Victories are built on continuous obedience. Hear what I'm saying? Our success, our walk, is based upon a consistent obedience. And that's what you did this morning. And I want to thank you for being here. We've got to, uh, in our own Christian walk, we've got to go deeper, don't we? There's no room to skip a day anymore. There's no room to skip things. This morning, what I want to share quickly is nothing new. I have nothing new to tell you, but I have a truth to tell you. And if we can hear and have ears to hear, I believe God can help us to move up this morning spiritually. Be blessed, not offended. Now, if you had a choice, would you rather be blessed or offended? (laughs) Well, believe it or not, there's people out there that actually enjoy being offended. Being offended, you can either be one or two things. There are two types of offense, offending and being offended. Offending requires arrogance and self-righteousness. Being offended requires a feeling of victimhood, being a victim, and low self-esteem. Both of them are self-indulgence. We cannot feed this and walk with God. We cannot live by this and walk with God. My message this morning is very simple. Do you want to go deeper? Are you ready to stop being offended? Are you, folks, I got this morning and I already had an opportunity to be offended. Did you? Did anything happen to you this morning where you had an opportunity to be offended if you wanted? I chose not to. I chose not to. In fact, you know what I did to put it in the devil's face? I went out and did something the opposite of offense on purpose. You will choose every day whether you're going to be offended or not. Love knows only truth. Did you hear that? Love knows only truth. And I'm going to back it with Scripture. Love only knows truth. Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 134, 4 through 5. You know you're really studying the Bible when you get up to 134 in Corinthians. <laughs> this is from the Amplified Version. Love endures. Now I want you to follow this because, folks, this is... This is telling us where we are. Let's take our temperature today. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy. Is not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited or arrogant and inflated and full of pride. It is not rude, unmannerly, does not act unbecomingly, love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way. For it is not self-seeking, it is not touchy, or am I getting anybody? (laughs) I'll put my hand up. Taking our temperature, there's nothing wrong with that, is it? It's what you do with it. When God reveals something to you, what are you going to do with it? It is not touchy or fretful or disrespectful. 
It takes no account of the evil done in it. It pays no attention to the suffering of wrong to us. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Is ever ready to believe the... Oh, here's a good one. Is ever ready to believe the best in people? Do you choose to see the best in people or the worst? Because face it, folks, we got both in us. I don't care how good you are. We've got both of them in us. And God's wanting to clean us up. But he can't. He can only show it to you. He's not going to force you. You have to want it. Do you want it, church? <clears throat> Do you want to grow? Do you want to change? Do you want the church to change? Do you want to see miracles? You want to see manifestations of his love from you to one another? Is this a place where you can come where you know no one talks about you except to say how wonderful you are? You know that part that's wonderful. Offense seeks out, it's, listen to this, offense seeks out its victims until it finds it. Blessings flow from those who see the best in everything and everyone. Offense looks Blessings follow. You want to be blessed? I do. Get yourself in a position where it can follow you wherever you go. Have you ever done something, God just bless you for it? We've all had that. Whether it be financial or just in your heart, all of a sudden you do something for someone and you find out later that they needed the exact words you said. Did that bless you? Folks, there's many, many blessings in the Bible, and we're going to quickly go through some of them. One thing about offense, they will take something someone has said and hear it another way. How about that one? I didn't hear him say that. Well, I heard him say that. It just really, really. <clears throat> you have a choice to be offended or not. And let me give you a real heavy one here. It's coming up in my notes. I'm going to go ahead and do it now. You not only have a choice whether to be offended or not, but you decide what you hear someone say. You can decide that. You may hear one thing because you're easily offended. People that are easily offended not only look for a victim... Let me tell you something else about being offended. If you are easily offended, somewhere in your life, some of the fruit of the spirits are not going to manifest. And you know what else? Here's a biggie. You can decide whether you're going to get offended or not, but also you can also determine what happens from being offended. You can be offended and immediately give it to Jesus. Those first three or four seconds that things come into your mind, you're not responsible for. But what you do after those two or three seconds, you are. You got to decide every time something comes, am I going to be offended or blessed? I think I'll choose blessed. And I tell you what, Oh, the things we miss because we're willing, we want to be offended. 
So, blessings flow out of being faithful. They just, they're just going to fall out. Folks, you can't get rid of them. They're just going to hit you. Blessings are just going to hit you and just knock you off your socks. Have you ever been in a place where you just are so blessed that all you can do is say, thank you, Jesus. You don't have any other words. You're weeping and you're crying out because God is so good. Let me tell you something. Healing is your bread. Jesus paid for it already. We go to him claiming it. And here's a wonderful indicator that you're really starting to get healing is when you start getting mad at that thing attacking you. Now you're in a different category. Now you're dealing with the devil directly. Because now that you know by revelation that you're healed, then you start getting mad that it's there. It has no right to be there. I gave it no permission to be there. I'm telling you, Megan, you are right on target. How would you, men, how would you like to have a wife that will step in like that? My wife does. Sometimes I tell her, back off. No, she, she is. She'll, she'll, she's a warrior. She'll get right in there. I know you guys are the same way. You don't mess with the devil. And you don't give him much of your time either. You don't go around talking about how bad the devil is. You don't need to do that. Talk about how wonderful God is. And his promises are forever. And they're for everybody. They're yours. They're yours. Every single one of them are yours and mine. You cannot offend a corpse. When you die to self, you can't get offended. It may try to get on you. It may want to try to get on you. It may go through a back door, but it can't touch a dead body. When we die, the more you die, and I'm sure you can testify to this, every one of you, Karen, all of you, the more you die to self, the less things offend you. It just flows that way. Proverbs, <clears throat> Proverbs 19.11 for the New Living Translation. Sensible people control their temper. Jesus help me, right, honey? They earn respect by overlooking wrongs. What? They earn respect by overlooking wrongs. Folks, <clears throat> again, here's another big one. You Sometimes, and I, will justify, now listen, we'll justify, justify offense because we were right. They shouldn't have treated me that way. I didn't deserve that, and you're right. You didn't, and they did you wrong, but guess what? You don't have a reason to be offended. You have no excuse to be offended. I don't care if you're right or not, and that's a great lie of the devil. You need to keep this in mind, guys. Just because someone does you wrong and they are wrong will not give you the right to be offended. There is no place for offense. You better get rid of it. This church needs to get rid of offense. I've told you, there's people that won't talk to me in this church. What do you think of that? Me of all people. Mr. Wonderful. I look in the mirror and I say, no. So, uh. <clears throat> well, I digress. Too much. <clears throat> but folks, I don't say that for anything other than to say, we got to stop being offended. If you will, he'll replace it with blessings. I like that trade because offense will destroy you physically. 
Have you ever met someone older in life that are still offended over something when they were young? I met them. Is that not sad to live your life? And you get, guess, here's what's so neat. The person that offended you, guess what they're doing? They're at Disney World. Well, I don't go to Disney World now, but yeah. they go, they're, they're having a great time. The people that offended you, that's made your life miserable for 30, 40 years, they're doing fine. <laughs> Someone please explain that one to me. So Matthew 18, 19, if two of you agree, well, this is wonderful. If two of you agree touching any one thing, you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you, Andy. For where two or three are gathered together, you and your wife were and your son, you got a wonderful family, guys. You're a blessing to this church. You're faithful. Folks, let's face it, there's not many here that are faithful. And I'm not pointing fingers I got my hand up. I'm trying to get more faithful. I'm asking God to look into every little cranny of my life. I don't care how small it is. Shine a light on it. Expose it to me. I hate sin. I hate it. It has nothing worth it. There's no value in it. Have you eaten some foods that really taste good, but they, they offer you no nutritional value at all, like a carnival or something like that? I mean, there's no, but they taste great, don't they? But there's no nutritional value. There's no value in sin. There's no value in offense. For where two or three are gathered together, he's among them. Now do you see why the devil wants us to be offended? Barbara, if we had an offense with each other in any way, shape, or form, first of all, you and I would clear that thing up immediately. But let's say we didn't. Would that affect our fellowship? Absolutely. And it, that's what's happening right here. We come in one way, some only come to church when John is here. I would too. I'd rather hear him too. God really helps him. There are people in this church that won't even come when John's not here. That is called shallow Christianity. I'm going to call it what it is, folks. This is why I have this message today. I'm not going to make friends. I probably offend some people. God help me. Isn't that awful? The dude, the opposite of what you well, I have that gift, folks. I can't help it. <clears throat> you know what offense sounds like? I'll get you, you little pretty. And your dog, too. That's what offense sounds like if you listen to it. It's ugly. Offense is ugly. <clears throat> the chief end of offense is to divide and conquer. Yeah, if he can get us divided by through, and it could be a little thing, folks. It doesn't have to have a big thing. Someone took your chair. They know I sat there. Don't they know who I am? Well, I'm called to do this. If you ever had your calling make you offended? If you ever had your calling puff you up? Folks, Jesus said himself, without him, you can do nothing. That's zero, folks. But with him, all, all things are possible. Now with him, you know what? Now with him, we can do all things. Boy, that's a nice big leap, isn't it? Without him, nothing. With him, all. Is that amazing? 1 Corinthians 6 and 9 from the New King James Version. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of heaven? Whew. Did you hear that? 
do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of heaven? Of course, automatically we assume everything except what we do is unrighteous. Offense is unrighteous. It will destroy a church like cancer. It's serious. In fact, Jesus said, if all of a sudden you're giving an offering and you, found, you remember that you offended someone, he said, go and take care of that and come back and work it out with me. Then put your offering down. How serious is that? How serious is offense? Jesus knew what offense would do to the church. Paul dealt with it. Every church has dealt with this. And offense can take many forms. As I mentioned, you can be offended, <clears throat> or I can offend. And both of them involve self-righteousness. It's all about self. Both of them are about self. One is haughty, and one is low self-esteem. Do you know God doesn't want you to be shy? He doesn't want you to be shy and backwards. No, he wants you to be bold for him. And he can help you with that. Many men of God and women of God have gone through that when they were called to preach, going, I can't even stand in front of people. And God had to work that out of them and bring them to the place. Pastor James Wright, one of them, told a story about himself and how God helped him. <clears throat> the Bible tells us that the reward of the ungodly and unrighteous await them at the end of this life in a place already prepared for them, hell. What does offense sound like? Yeah, I'm not going to do that one again. <clears throat> Remember John 10.10, 10, one of John's favorite scriptures. The thief does not come except, I love the way it's worded. He doesn't come except to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his full agenda. His full agenda. Matthew 18.15 in the New Living Translation. If anyone, if, and if another believer sins against you, go privately to them. Now, you all know this, and we all know this. When you go out and you find out you've offended someone, if you're like my wife and I, I'm telling you, if I'm working in a school and I sense that, and it didn't happen much, but if I sense, well, I look with all women. I mean, Lord, I'm going to talk. Okay. <clears throat> I told him when I retired from teaching because I worked in elementary schools with most of the women that I was going to do a book entitled Lunch with the Girls. Because the things you learn at lunch, it's amazing. And, um, and so Matthew's trying to teach us that if we have a problem, go to them privately, work it out. If they don't receive you, take someone else to, to, to back your testimony. If that doesn't work, it means go take them to the church. It's how serious it is. So whenever you have a problem, go to them privately. If that doesn't work, you just have to turn them over to Jesus. That's all you can do. But you know what else God wants you to do? He wants you to love them. He wants you to bless them. Well, that would be like saying they were right. You let God work out the details. You let God translate it. You let him do that. Because you just be faithful. Folks, you here, you those that are here this morning, and others that have been really faithful here. you got a wonderful nucleus here, too, in the church. Great people. No matter what, I want to encourage you, no matter what other people do, you still keep, you stay faithful. 
You keep being faithful, Sandy. You keep being faithful, Les, and all of you. You keep being faithful because I'm telling you, no matter what people do around you and fail, God has your number, and he's going to be with you, and he's going to bless you, and he's going to help you, and he's going to use you. And you know what he'll do? Here's what I told John the other day. If the people, if the people don't come, <clears throat> I said, John, if the people don't come here, I pray God will take you to them. Because there's people out there, Andy, there's people out there that are hungry just like you. And if you're faithful, he'll take you to them, Barb. He'll take you to them. <clears throat> he'll keep you busy. In verse 21, Peter learned that we are not only required to forgive others, but forgive 70 times 7. Well, we all know that that is a metaphor for <laughs> always, right? Now, if Jesus says he's going to do that, then if he, if he wants us to do that, do you think he does the same for you? Yeah, yeah. You think, man, this is the fifth time today I've done this. Jesus, would you really forgive me again? He's already told you he would. Do you know what really thrills Jesus is your faith? That's what thrills him. You can't please him without it. You have to have it, folks. Don't leave home without your faith. Don't leave home without it. Because I tell you what, He'll move mountains in your life, Andy. He'll take things out of the way. He'll bless you. He'll give you things you haven't even asked for yet. You know why? Because he knew before the foundations of time, you. God's got it all worked out, and it's all wonderful. <clears throat> if I were to ask the average church, now listen to this. If I were to ask the average church today, and they were completely honest and transparent, ask them, have, are you at this time either offended or have offended? Up to 50% of the people would have to raise their hand if they were honest. That's how prevalent this is. And the devil knows that if he can get you offended, he'll eventually get you offended with God. See how it works? And God wants to, God, God has so many wonderful things for you guys. I mean, he really has, he said, I had the best. I want the best. How about you? He said, I have the best for those who leave the choice to me. That means get self out of the way, die out. I have been wanting to teach on uh, Ephesians, and, and I will, I'd like to do that someday. Ephesians is broke up into six chapters. The first three chapters of, of Ephesians are about how you, who you are in Christ and what you have <clears throat> as your identity. That's the first three chapters. <clears throat> the second three chapters is who you are, and how we should act. So, God wants to work through us and in us. And when you're saved, you have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Amen. Now, I try to think about this. I'm a visual person. And uh, I like to think of, I imagine all these planets out in space. Imagine the, the black holes and stars that have already gone out that we're still seeing the light from through Hubble. I see the thousands of galaxies in one little area of a Hubble telescope. They did a, a deep field, and it was like a small block area, and they held it there in the most less dense place they could find. And over time, they counted thousands of galaxies there. And it's ever-expanding. That is what is inside of you. Did you hear me? When he told you, you don't need a lot of faith, just the size of a mustard seed. And you can speak to a mountain. You can speak to a sycamore tree. 
He said, just that much. How much authority do you have in me? So much so that he said, what you bind on earth is bound in heaven. What you loose on earth is loose in heaven. He said, in fact, Jesus said before he left, go do greater things than I did. Folks, that's an amazing amount of authority. And if we get that revelation, you can speak to things and they have to be still. And God will only let things touch you that he allows. We will focus <coughs> on Ephesians more, but I want to just do this one verse, a couple of verses. <coughs> Chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. For now, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus. What does he think of that church? Faithful. Here's what he says. In, in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, why did I pick that out? Because that was not Paul speaking. That was God speaking to the church at Ephesus. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. You and I both know if we were to break it down, there's, not much, there's something not much greater than having peace. I mean, <clears throat> there's no room for fear. Can you imagine living without any fear because you have such peace? God spoke this over the church at Ephesus. That was not Paul's words. He was telling them what God was saying to them. But he was saying it to a church that was faithful. <clears throat> God will do the same right here. And he wants to. All blessings come from Father above and later through Jesus. In Numbers 6, 24, 27, the Lord spoke to Moses. <clears throat> he told him he wanted to put the blessings on them. So he told them to, bless, to put his name on the children. Put his name on the children. The Lord bless you, he said. The Lord keep his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. There's peace again. <clears throat> Verse 27, the Lord tells them that to put the Lord's name on the children. <clears throat> that sound wonderful? You have children? A lot of you have children. You speak God Jesus' name over them. Our son would come home, my wife would hug him and say, she said, welcome, man of God, speaking over him, speaking over him. Speak life, folks. Don't speak death. Speak life. Go to the Word of God and find out what God thinks of you and what God has already paid for and stand on it. He said, well, you've done all you know to do to stand, stand. <clears throat> that means when you don't see it happening, when it's not happened yet, that, that you haven't seen the results yet, just stand. Don't move. <laughs> it's like someone's got to be on them. Don't move. <laughs> <You know? clears throat> and God's telling us not to move. In Genesis 12, 1 and 2, from the NIV, I will make you unto a great nation, and I will bless you, and I'll make your name great, and you will be blessed. And I will bless those who bless you. I'll bless those who bless you. Man, this thing rubs off on each other. Can you imagine a church that starts blessing each other? Then God blesses the one that blessed that one? Think of it. 
That's what God wants to do. James, I'm going to talk to you real quickly about uh, some of the blessings, okay? Some of the blessings of God. Uh, just real quick, I just gave Scripture reference. One of them was Genesis 12, 2, 2 and 3. I will make you a great nation. I'll make your name great. Second one, James 1, 17. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Folk, every good. We need to seek after what God considers good, not the world. I saw the other day they did the Grammys. They did a song called Unholy. CBS put a little tag on her and says, it's time to worship. That's not good, folks. You need to get out of your house anything that's not good through the TV or computer. Get it out. If it means stopping your cable service because you don't watch anything anymore, do it. But get it out of your house. You've got to make a decision that you are going to stand on what God... Folks, I don't know about you, but I want the best. I want what God has for me, because I know it's going to be the best. So my wife and I, we keep it on Daystar almost always, and sometimes we have on The Chosen. If you haven't seen The Chosen, you need to get it. It's free. Download the app. I'm telling you, it will bless you. It is awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's affecting people all over the world. They are now at half a billion views, half a billion you don't think God's not doing something there? People from all races, creeds, colors, Jewish, are giving their testimonies one after another of how it has affected their lives, the program. It's exciting. So God wants to uh, give us good gifts. Three. Third John 1, 2, and 1 Peter 2, 24 tells us that we are blessed with good health, ooh, hallelujah, and, he and healing through the stripes of Jesus. Mark it down. Third John 1, 2, 1 Peter 2, 24. Of course, 1 Peter 2, 24, we all know by stripes we were healed. Number four, 2 Corinthians 9, 8 tells us that God will bless our good works. Number five. John 1, 16 also tells us that through the blood of Jesus, we have been offered grace and truth. All we need is faith to receive it. See, grace is what God did. Faith is what we do. Faith releases his promises. It's there. He doesn't, folks, when you pray, you don't say, oh God, would you heal them? God is waiting for you to release that healing. He has already paid for, so you're Faith can release it. You don't have to ask God if it's his will. It is his will. Even John said, I wish above all you prosper, be in good health even as your soul prospers. How's your soul going to prosper? When it hooks up with your spirit as a Christian. When they come together and you give the spirit dominion over the soul. And faith releases it into the air, the atmosphere, and physically manifests it on the body. Number seven, increase, increase if we tithe, plant seeds. You need to be a full tither, period. He, Jesus himself said, if you can't be faithful in the little things, and he's talking about tithing, how are you going to be faithful in the big stuff? 
How are you going to trust if you don't walk with God, if you don't get close to Him, and you have a crisis come in your life, how in the world are you going to get a revelation and vision of that when you haven't walked with Him? You don't just pick up a ministry. You don't just all of a sudden say, I'm going to have a healing ministry. No, He's going to take you through things. He's going to prepare you. He's going to test you. He's going to find out if you're serious. Just like the angel said to Abraham when he offered up his son and stopped him and put the ram in the thicket, the angel said, now I know. Now I know if you're going to be faithful. And when you're faithful, you put him first. And you Now, folks, you've got to spend time with him. I don't care if it's listening to sermons, praying, fasting, pray, whatever you're doing. You've got to get, spend time with him. If you, I'm talking to people that want to go deeper now. I'm talking to people that want the fullness of the Godhead. That want to operate with the mind of Christ. If you're interested in that, you're going to have to do these things one time or another in your life. And I tell you, I would rather be healthy, as John said, than need a miracle. Because that's a crisis. Right? But if you do, guess what? If you're walking with him, you're not, you just walk right into it with faith. And you speak over it, like Megan did. So proud of you, Megan. God, God just, uh, that's just amazing how God, you see, but see, Megan, I know you a little bit, and I know that this is the way you believe and walk. You didn't just all, let me, tell me if I'm wrong or not. You didn't just decide to believe the word right then, did you? No, you walk in it. I've watched you. I have watched you. And you know what? So has God. And your word holds meaning and authority to him. Number nine, the presence of the Holy Spirit. We can go on and on about that. The presence of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, Romans 6, 10, 10, and Acts 1, 8, and 1 John 2, 27. His anointing, wow, his anointing is also, are you ready for this? You may not have thought of it this way. His anointing is also our teacher. Isn't that good? When you sense his anointing, have you ever sensed his anointing to, to do something or, or you do something and God just reaffirms it in your spirit? Like, that was good. That's his anointing. And you can't buy it. You can't work it up. You can't do a quick shop at Gomar and get it. You've got to walk it out every day. And I'll promise you, the more you walk it out, the more consistently you walk it out, the greater authority will come out of your mouth because you now believe what you're saying. You could say things for 500 times. That doesn't mean you believe it. You may have to just say it once if you believe. I don't know what, I, what time we start. I'm going to close up here. Blessings are the opposite of offense, aren't they? Offense, is, in essence, is emotional living or five senses. Folks, you can be carnal, not sin, but you can't sin without being carnal. What's carnality? Operating in the five senses. Now, what does that mean to us today? It means when you hurt and you pray over something and cast it out and rebuke it, just like the fig tree it took 24 hours, you, might not, you may not instantly see the result, but if you're not walking by the five senses, that doesn't throw you. But if you walk by the five senses, you're going to immediately, aren't you, Mark? You're going to immediately go, oh, I'm not healed. 
There's, there's several things, and there's a whole list. There's at least several things you have to believe for healing. You got to believe that Jesus still heals today. You got to believe that, that he did it for everyone, and you're included. And I guarantee you if, you, not, if you believe that God still heals today, if you still believe the first two, you believe God still heals today and it's his will, but you don't believe it's for everyone, I guarantee it, the devil will convince you you're one of those that it's not. He will convince you you're the one. I'm telling you folks right now. Everything Jesus healed, <clears throat> every time Jesus healed someone, he thanked God for it. He didn't go to God and say, God, is it all right for me to pray? I don't think Jesus one time went to anybody to pray for them and looked up to God and said, God, can I? No, I think he lifted his eyes and said, thank you, and giving him all the credit. Now, if he only sees what the Father does, does that tell you that God wants you well too? <clears throat> if that's what he's going to call his son to do? I don't believe Jesus ignored one person that came to him for healing. I don't think those were the ones that weren't healed. I don't think one person came to him into a town and said, would you pray for me? He says, nah, not enough faith. Yeah, yeah. Next week. I'll come by again next week. No. All he asks is for you to take that first step, like the woman with the issue of blood. John 5, 19. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, the Son can do nothing in himself, <clears throat> but what he sees the Father do. Jesus to this day does not do his will. He sits at the right hand of the Father, he's watching his dad, and he's interceding for us and watching his dad. He's not doing his will. That is why Jesus couldn't even tell you when he was coming back. He's not in charge of the show. His dad is. He's, he's turned everything over to him, and in, and in turn, God has trusted him with everything. That is a storyline for all of us. <clears throat> There's nothing more detrimental to the church than living by our emotions or our five senses. If you are both, if you are born again, and you have the fullness of the Godhead on you, then each day you have to choose. Even with the Godhead on you, you have to choose every day, am I going to do it today? When you get up, you're going to be challenged to be offended. <clears throat> you're going to be a challenge to believe what you pray. You're going to be a challenge to be consistent in your walk and guard your mind and walk with the mind of Christ. Every day, you're going to have to choose. I'm not saying you're choosing salvation every day. <clears throat> I'm saying you're choosing, <clears throat> excuse me, you're choosing, is God going to use me today or not? Because you'll decide. You'll de no one's going to make you offended. Someone's like, you just made me mad. No, no, they didn't make you mad. You got mad. You need to rebuke it. If you are born again, and you have the Godhead on you. You still have to choose whether to use that. Now I want you to repeat that to me. I do not have the right to be offended. I do not have the right to offend. Period. Now I'm telling you right now, you've heard a word today that's very simple. It will change your life radically because now you know. You can't get away with it now. <laughs> you can't fake it now. You now know that you're the one who chooses to be offended, right? Now you know. For those that are here, you have a higher accountability for those that may not have heard this. But you know what? You got the greatest blessings coming your way. 
being used of God, led the Holy Spirit, laying hands on the sick, delivering people, you now have taken the next step. Because now you know, I cannot allow myself there to be offended. Because when you do that, then the blessings start to flow. If we want to grow as a church, nationally and right here, we're going to have to stop being offended. Now, some of you know specifically what I'm talking about, what's happened in the past. I like what you said, Andy, one day when we were talking. You said, when is this going to stop? I remember you saying that. It's exactly right, Andy. When's this going to stop? And let me tell you something about it again. Let me review this one more time before I close. If you are easily offended, you'll find someone that will join you. And you know the next thing you'll do? Don't tell anybody we talked. Do you see where you get away from the fruit of the Spirit now? Do you see how offense takes you away? You cannot act like Christ and be offended because the very nature of offense is you enjoy it. You want to find someone that will join with you so you can have numbers on your side and you'll create division right there in the seat. Offense is the opposite of faith. Offense is the opposite of blessings. Offense is the opposite of being Christ-like. And you're going to have to fight it. You're going to have, folks, it's going to come at you. You may not expect it. It may hit you broadside. It may be at work. Let me tell you something. Let me say it again. Even if you're right, you have no right to be offended. You have no right. If you start to get offended, go, stop that. Just do it to yourself. Stop that. Shame on you. In closing, <clears throat> we must love God. We must fear Him. Not in a, in a way of being frightened. Folks, did you know you can love God and not fear Him? You've got to fear Him. I'm not talking about in a holy way. I'm not talking about in a frightened way because you're going to have an intimate relationship with this. It's not that kind of fear I'm talking about. It's a respect, right, Barb? It's a holy respect. So holy that you don't dare do the opposite because you don't want to fail. You want to please Him. So, Resist offense. Fight it off with everything you got because I'm telling you, God will not justify it and you will lose. There's nothing to gain. You will not gain a thing at all through offense. Do not be offended and do not offend. The Bible talks about that. If, if it offends someone for you to eat meat and they don't eat meat, don't eat meat in front of them. I mean, God's concerned about not offending people. If I love you, the last thing I want to do is offend you. Yo, you're one of those people that you just, you, you just don't want to hurt you at all because you're that precious. I love, I remember when we first started Kim and I listened to her pray. And I told her, I said, oh, Yoey, <clears throat> there's something in her prayer. There's a brokenness in you, Yoey, that God wants to expound upon. And he wants to make you... Brokenness will make you stronger because you're breaking off the sin. You're breaking off the dead parts. He's breaking those off. So you can be whole and have peace. I tell you, folks, it's a, there's, there's so much in here for you if, you if you stop being offended as a church and start praying for people that offend you. Pray for them. Bless them. God will help us all. We can't justify anything. 
Matthew 25, 23, and 24. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, I told this story earlier, and you, you realize that you've offended someone, go to them. This is how serious it is, folks. So I encourage you, one more time, I do not have the right to be offended. I do not have the right to offend. That's even if you're right. Don't let that get in there and justify you. You clean that thing up, you clear it up, and if they don't receive you, you move on. But don't stop loving them. Keep loving them. John follows a wonderful example of that. He tell, tell me sometimes, he said, you know, I'm going to send somebody to help them, and there's someone that just trashed him. And he, he, that's, how, that's John's response. Jesus, I want to thank you for the privilege um, <clears throat> of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, help us, Lord. Help us not to walk by the five senses. Help us to not be offended or, or offend others. Help us to be careful with everyone, the little children, the new Christians. Oh, Lord, help us to guard our tongue and say the right things, to encourage people. We should be a constant encouragement everywhere we go. If it's small, let it be small. But, Lord, let us be a light, a smile on our face, the love of Christ. May we carry with us, Father, every single day, everywhere we go, at home, at work, at play, anywhere. Oh, God, help us to have our antenna up and look. How can we be used of you today? How can I bless someone today? How can I not be offended today, Father, but turn it around and just bless those that offend me? We praise you, Father. We thank you for this privilege of, of speaking of wonderful things that you have for us. May this church be blessed. May everyone that hears this word, may they be blessed beyond measure because they have chosen to deny the flesh, to not to feel sorry for themselves, not make them the sinner, but all oh, make your kingdom the sinner and do your will as we go out every day. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Please hit like and share and uh, help us get the word out. We should appreciate it. Thank you. You are dismissed. Go.